Good morning. <laughs> Welcome to our service this morning at Grace. It's a blessing to see everyone this morning faces, even with the little white stuff that fell overnight. It still kind of just freshens up everything, right? Instead of the, the drab brown and, and brown and brown, now we have white. So it's kind of pretty, isn't it? Yeah. We are here to glorify God. We are here as we are commanded to gather as like-minded believers to worship, honor, and glorify our Savior, Jesus Christ. This morning, as we see on the screen, we're going we're to go through Christ's birth foretold. It's a blessing to go through this topic. Uh, I'd like to start this morning by reading from Micah 5, verses 2 through 5. I'd like to go back to the Old Testament and the prophecy of our coming king. Micah 5, 2 says, But as for you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you one will go forth for me to be ruler of Israel. His goings forth are from long ago, from the days of eternity. Therefore, he will give them up until the time when she who is in labor has born a child. Then the remainder of his brethren will return to the sons of Israel, and he will arise and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they will remain, because at that time he will be great to the ends of the earth. This one will be our peace. Let's pray. Glorious Father, we do thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to gather as you commanded, as like-minded believers, in this building which you've blessed us with, with the heat, the lights. I'm grateful, Lord, that we can gather to honor you, to worship you, and to glorify you with our voices, with the word as it's taught from the pulpit. We thank you, Lord, for this blessing. We are grateful, Lord, how you through your sovereignty, have brought each and every one of us here. And we, we pray, Lord, that you would help us quiet our hearts, our minds, to put away the, the, the stress of the past week or maybe the upcoming week, that we may quiet our hearts and minds to be able to focus on you, focus on Christ and his coming, focus on the truth that we have through your word. We ask that you'd be with us now and that you'd glorify yourself through this service. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. We're fast approaching Christmas. It's a time of celebration of, of food and joy and fellowship and gifts. Of course, there is none greater than the greatest of gifts, and that is Christ Jesus. I'd like to start to, to think about this joy, but not just joy alone. This is a time of year where there is hope a hope founded on a promise of a Savior and the fullness of God's grace who took our place on the cross, who bore our sin, and who paid the price. God the Father, shortly after sin entered the world, gave insight into his plan of salvation through the seed of Eve in Genesis 3.15. Isaiah 7.14 says, Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son. And she will call his name Emmanuel, 
Isaiah, of course, is the old prophet to Judah, ministered in around Jerusalem at the time of King Ahaz. In chapter 7, God gave the King Ahaz a sign in the form of a prophecy of Emmanuel, God with us. We see this echoed in Matthew 1, 23 as well, God with us. Further in chapter 9, we see more prophecy about the birth of our king. In verse 2, we read, The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Those who live in a dark land, the light will shine on them. The great light is in reference of the coming Messiah. John 1, we read the apostle, right? In him was life, and the light was, life was the light of men. Jesus is often referred to as the light. Continuing in verses 6 and 7, For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. These verses further elaborate the prophecy that we saw in Isaiah 7.14, and they show God's grace in fullness. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, and Prince of Peace, whose peace will never end. You wonder why the Apostle Paul, in many of his epistles, uh, opens them with grace to you and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. This prophecy is of the coming King, our Lord and our Savior. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. What's interesting to me is how God laid out his plan for salvation. Israel waited for a conquering hero, a mighty warrior. But instead, as we read in Micah 5, which was written roughly 700 years before Christ's birth, we read about Christ's eternality, but we also read about a baby being born. We didn't read about this conquering hero with a mighty sword and shield like Goliath, but instead we had this infant baby. Now, the ESV says that the, this, uh, the Christ came from the, the days of, of eternity, from the ancient days. Christ didn't start. His story doesn't start with his birth on earth. Christ existed before the foundation. Christ is from all eternity, from past to present to future. The nativity was not his beginning, but rather it's a pre-planned, foretold divine intervention for mankind and hope for mankind. Christ humbled himself and made his physical presence known in the form of a newborn baby. Think of a baby, how helpless a baby is. They can't defend themselves. They can't feed themselves. They can't clothe or bathe themselves. But that was God's introduction to Christ on earth. Our great God came in the humblest of states, a newborn baby. And not only was he an infant, but he used a little town 
as Micah described, too little to be of the clans of Judah. Bethlehem was not a Mecca. It wasn't a hub. It wasn't a metropolitan. It was a tiny little town. So God used a baby, an infant, and a small town as the beginning of his plan for salvation. God used meager means to accomplish his will. He used meager men as well to start the church. He used fishermen and a tax collector. He also used a Pharisee of Pharisees. This is why I think this is a time of year of great hope. It's because God didn't come out with full force as a conquering hero. He used a newborn baby. He used a little town. He used fishermen, tax collector, and a Pharisee of Pharisees to accomplish his will. He's still working today. And that's what gives me great hope is he's still using us to accomplish his will here today, tomorrow, and until his return. What better hope do we have in that alone? 2 Corinthians 9.15 says, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. There's no words that can really describe the gift that God gave us through the infant Christ. There's no way we can possibly comprehend until he calls us home how great of a gift that is. So as we sit in our homes and we have our Christmas trees and gifts, think about the greatest gift we have ever received, and that is the newborn babe, Christ Jesus. As I left you with a cliffhanger last week to return this week to hear of all the important pastoral announcements, this morning I do want to bring to you an update in our pastoral search that has been ongoing now for the past few many months. I just want to thank uh, you as the congregation and the deacons uh, over these past few weeks and months as Michael Lawler and his wife Jyoti, their daughter Naomi, came to visit three different times uh, and shared life with us, walked with us uh, three different times in uh, September, October. And uh, we just thank you for your feedback, for your, the opportunity uh, that we had to hear from you, and uh, for your uh, cares and concerns uh, that the church continues uh, in a path uh, faithful with the word of the Lord and uh, with godly men uh, shepherding the flock. So thank you for your participation in that. So over the last few uh, couple of weeks, really since the beginning of November, uh, the elders have been working through with Michael some of the details of employment terms as well as just relocating from one state to another. If any of you have ever done that before, I have. It can be difficult and there's uh, challenges in that. Uh, looking around, seeing a few faces that I have done that, some more recent than others. And uh, so one big prayer request was that their apartment lease would be sublet as they just signed a year lease back in October. And so that has been sublet. They have found a town home in Coon Rapids to rent, and they will be uh, closing on that, if you will, or as a, uh, signing all those agreements has been done. But they'll be able to move in in the month of January. And so he has accepted our offer of employment that we've extended to him. And the, uh, he will, we anticipate him beginning... Uh, in our preaching rotation by the end of the month of January. 
So be praying for him. Again, uh, he's working, has some schooling that he's wrapping up this month and uh, through even the winter months. It's a different schedule. And so amongst writing a large paper, uh, he is in the process of moving. And the Lord is just really blessed even up to this point in opening up opportunities for housing and getting their apartment offloaded. And just the different details has been a real blessing to see the Lord's hand at work. So just continue to be praying for them as they spend uh, time with their family, even as they shared with us uh, uh, during fellowship meals and uh, fellow, fellowship groups, small groups. Just be praying for Michael's family. His mom and his sister have both been diagnosed with cancer, and so they're going to spend extra time with them uh, during the Christmas and New Year's holidays uh, this year uh, before coming up and joining us in the month of January. But just continue to pray for the Lord's work. As uh, he had promised, uh, he will continue to build his church in spite of us, and we are grateful to be used of him as his instruments for his glory. All right, if you have any questions, further questions or concerns, uh, do look up Dylan Ronaldo, myself, give us a call, and uh, we'd be glad to sit with you and have uh, further discussions. But thank you again for your participation. All right, turning your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 15. We are continuing our study in the book of 1 Samuel this morning. But we need to take a bit of a detour before we get to chapter 28 and come back to chapter 15, which is something that I was looking back at our schedule. <clears throat> I preached on chapter 15 back in April. It was that long ago as we were working through the book of 1 Samuel. So I thought it appropriate that we touch base with chapter 15 one more time before we jump into 28 due to some of the history and the narrative that is, as it has unfolded in this book. Before we get started, let's ask the Lord's blessing upon our time this morning. Father in heaven, we thank you for today. Thank you, Father, for each Sunday that we are able to come back to this uh, building, uh, brick and mortar, to be able to gather together as this local body of Christ. Thank you, Father, that we are not gathering over some amorphous blob, unknown entity, Lord, but we can gather around your word. We can sing praises unto you, even as we are indwelt by the Holy Spirit, as believers in Jesus Christ, sealed by the Holy Spirit to function and operate even in this local church. Thank you, Father, for continuing to build us up in Christ and using us as your instruments on this earth, merely pots of clay, nothing fancy or gilded, but humble instruments of yours. Father, I pray that we would be those humble servants even this morning as we come to your word. Another tough passage to go through to look at the greatness of a bad example in the King Saul. Father, I pray that you would open our hearts even as we study to remember uh, and to understand what you would have us learn this morning. Lord, I pray even as we go about the days of the week before us that we would be faithful doers, not merely hearers. That we might be found by you even if you might send your son back for us this week. Uh, find us faithful in your work, we pray. We ask your blessing now upon this morning. May every word spoken 
be an honor to your name and an encouragement to your saints. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.